Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast Podcast, episode number 202. Today, we're going to be talking all about gamification and how you guys can do something just a little bit different in your classrooms today. Before we get to our show, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is sponsored by the brand new Educational Podcast Directory. If you guys are out there listening to this podcast, you are probably thinking to yourself, where can I learn about other great educators who are out there making podcasts for my professional development? I am excited to share with you guys that the Educational Podcasting Directory can be found over at educationalpodcastdirectory.com, and we have over 140 teachers right now that are signed up and are sharing their content over on the Educational Podcast Directory. Check it out today over at educationalpodcastdirectory.com. We also want to remind you that we've got some great stuff for instructional technology coaches. If you go over to the brand new site, sthetechcoach.com, we have built an entire technology coaching world to help you guys get a leg up on the school year. Of course, this is the time of year when all of our tech coaches are getting themselves ready to go back to yeah i know getting ready to go back to school it is almost it is almost august guys we are so excited to be launching that this summer and we hope you guys have a chance to check it out and of course every monday we have our ask the tech coach podcast dropping every single monday morning at 6 a.m we hope you guys have a chance to check it out and share teacher cast with your friends today as we said, today we're going to be talking all about gamification. We have two great guests from the Promethean Company. First, I want to introduce Miss Cheryl Miller. Cheryl, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It is so nice to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What are some of the great things happening these days at Promethean? Uh, well, I've been in the technology space for a while now, over 20 years, which really just makes me old. Um, and I am on day five at Promethean. Uh, so for me, uh, everything is very new and lots of exciting stuff going on as I take a look at our brand and our campaigns, our products, our teachers, our community, uh, a lot of really fun and exciting things that are happening. Well, thank you so much for being here. I also want to bring on Steve Hollowell. He is the product. Uh, he is the chief product officer for, for Promethean. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me on. Uh, I, it, a little bit about myself. I actually joined Promethean about a year and a half ago. Uh, I've been working in education for just over 10 years. Uh, I came to Promethean from my time in Amazon Web Services, where I started the, uh, the cloud for AWS in education. Um, and it's super exciting to join a, a company like Promethean and, and get the opportunity to, to help create the next generation of products. We are, as some folks know, a 20-plus year veteran in the K-12 space. Um, we have a really strong ethos around uh, our, our tagline internally is for teachers by teachers. Uh, we employ a large group of teachers that give us advice, uh, evangelize our products, work with end customers on deployments and adoption, um, and actually uh, had rolled out some new messaging over the last year where our tagline was for the love of learning, uh, because that's a, a lot about what we do. We're a very mission-driven company that's very, uh, very centric around K-12. 
I, I love that you guys are creating great products and you're using teachers as that guide and focus to help bring together some great technologies for our students. Now, before we started the recording, you and I had mentioned that you were at uh, in Philadelphia for the ISTE conference. Talk to us a little bit about that. From a, from a company's point of view, what is it like to be at a, a mega conference like that, working with teachers, learning from teachers, and really getting a chance to ask teachers that question, what do you guys want to see in your classrooms? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Um, you know, I, I will say this. There's been some interesting dialogue about ISTE and, and their direction over the last few years. We're very excited about it. We see a lot more teachers and curriculum uh, directors at ISTE now than, than were there years ago. Um, and for us, that's exciting because we get more and better feedback. I have, I have uh, been hearing feedback from other companies that try to deliver technology into K-12 that they feel that this direction for ISTE is less interesting because they want to talk to IT directors. They want to talk to... Uh, you know, folks that are normally in the buying cycle, uh, rather in the in the use and in the classroom. Uh, for us, we're super excited to talk to IT directors, but we're motivated. We're uh, we're learning when we're talking to teachers, when we're finding out what's going on. I thought that the content this year was uh, very challenging. I thought there was a pretty wide uh, array of folks there that were representing. Uh, some traditional approaches in the classroom, but also some really new things. Uh, and, you know, I always make my way down to uh, the entry level end of the floor where there were this year, there were literally hundreds of new companies that were there talking about how they might impact teaching and student outcomes in different ways using, you know, robots and STEM, uh, but also just language learning and other things. So it was, it was, I thought it was a very broad show this year and we're, we're excited to see that. We know that uh, it takes a lot of, of different angles, a lot of different approaches to reach all the students out there. And, and certainly when you have a conference where there's 20,000 educators, vendors, everybody coming together to figure out what's that new and important thing. You know, this was my seventh ISTE. It, it's always that time where I look back and say, okay, what are we looking to do? What have we done? What works? And really what's been reinventing itself throughout the last couple of years. And one of those things that I notice is really emerging again is gamification. Um, that's something that you guys certainly know about, and, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. When we're looking at that 2019-2020 school year, what, does, what do we mean by gamification? Because that, that definition has changed in the last couple of years. Yeah, it definitely does. And, and I hope it continues to change as we all keep, to, uh, keep learning about it. Um, when we look at gamification, and I, I think it's really healthy that different companies and, and different schools and districts do have different definitions. But for us, um, we know that gamification uh, is effective when there are activities that uh, can be approached creatively. In other words, there's more than one way to solve uh, a particular challenge um, or that there uh, is the opportunity to do backwards grading where, where students earn points rather than learn uh, lose points. Um, badging has certainly been a core part of gaming over the, the gamification over the last few years, but we see folks doing really interesting things with that uh, and using that much more effectively as a motivator, uh, as, as a way to, to demonstrate proficiency. Um, goal setting and participation in goal setting is one of the other things that we recognize is important as you're trying to move from 
you know, uh, across uh, the, the different types of approaches and, and say, what are we doing differently here? How do we put the students in charge of goal setting? And then lastly, I think, is the opportunity and gamification for uh, students to have di play different roles as a, as a part of that effort, whether there's judging or uh, there's different types of opportunities. When you get to take any part of those uh, five elements and include them in a lesson or an activity, you're, you're getting some of that, that great traction and motivation and stickiness that gamification can offer. Um, you know, so that's, that's where our head is on the gamification piece. You know, the nice thing about gamification as it's evolved over the last couple of years is it doesn't have to necessarily be heavy technology. It could be board games. It could be console games. It could be Minecraft. It could be a lot of different things. Um, what are your thoughts? I was just going to say that I think I, I love the idea of adding points instead of taking points. Mm. Away. And right now, you know, if you think through um, just students in K through 12, there's so much of their lives that is spent online um, watching videos and engaging video games. And so bringing the natural kind of competitive nature that you have typically through sports mm -hmm. into the classroom and instead of it being you know, just a very individual thing, but more of a collaborative thing where they yeah. can compete in a good way against each other. I think it, it, I know it for my kids, it brings their attention and their, their just engagement level up yeah. a lot. Now, when we're looking at what you just said, and I love that quote of bringing that competitive nature of sports into the classroom, are all classrooms equipped for this? To, to, again, it doesn't really matter about technology, but is there anything that a teacher needs to be thinking about when he or she wants to start gamifying or bringing that kind of tech or bringing those kind of lessons into their classrooms? You know, I agree with you. I think that gamification uh, in and of itself can be done uh in an empty room, all right? I don't believe you need technology. I think that that component of gamifying education has been around as long as there have been great teachers. Um, I, I think as a, as a technology company that focuses on K-12, we are, are constantly trying to figure out how we add value to what teachers can think about. And specifically, um, how do we make it easier to start? How do we make it uh, a more seamless interaction, uh, and how do we create an ability to have reinforcements at really the touch of a button or at a fingertip versus something that that teacher may need to build or, or may need to spend additional time preparing. We really want to try and lower the barrier to entry to a, a creative lesson um, or to allow teachers to um, modify their approach because they know that this year the kids that they have may require a different approach than last year. And they need to be able to mix that up, right? There is no one size fits all in K-12. Uh, and that, that goes for technology, but it, like the core of that is how do we fold ourselves around teachers so that they can, they can change and do what they need to do. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned the fact that you guys are very focused on what is happening and how you guys can be a part of that as the Promethean company. Talk to us a little bit about some of the answers that you guys have found. When you guys are talking about how, you know, how I'll say how Promethean, but also how does an ed tech company in general, how do you find yourself or how do you see yourself as playing a role in that classroom and not just be the thing on the wall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> that, right? Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Um, and and that is some of our internal discussion as well to make sure that we are adding that value. So 
Um, part of that is, uh, and I mentioned it or touched on it earlier, we know that we need to make sure that our products are not just easy to use by themselves, but they're actually easy to use in the classroom, which is a, a, a mix or a whirly gig or a Rube Goldberg machine of a whole bunch of different pieces of content, different technologies, you know, the visualizations, the other things. It is, a, it is an environment of the teacher's construction for that class in that year. And so one of the things that we strive to do from a product design and implementation and consulting with customers is to make sure that our approach lends itself to ease of use. So I'll give you one example from our latest product line, which is that um, all along we've, we've all been thinking about these things that hang on the wall as really big colorful ways to display video or other things. Um, and this, this last year, we, we really stopped and took uh, an outside-in view and said, well, what makes this a, a better citizen in the classroom? How does this technology be much more approachable and acceptable and lower that barrier to entry, perhaps for the teacher that doesn't like technology, um, hasn't had a lot of time with that in the past, how do we not only lower the bar, but also create much more performance and, and variability? So one of the things that we just, we started all over again on was our user interface. And we've basically created a, a one of a kind user interface where a teacher can get to anything that she's using, whether it's her document camera or her laptop that's external or a plug-in computer the internet, video, other things through one unified menuing system. Mm -hmm. So essentially, she just needs to know how to open that menu. And it's as easy as the touch of her finger anywhere that she is, whether she's at left, right or center of the of the panel itself. From there, she can navigate to anything she needs to because we've brought all of those sources of information into one menu. If you think back to uh, I, the best analogy we've come up to is when you have your home theater set up and you're watching Netflix and you're all good. And then somebody says, Hey, I went to Redbox and I got a DVD. Hey, can we play this? Cause it was a really good deal. And you think to yourself, you know, I can probably make it play. I'm concerned about whether I'll be able to get all of the parts, the TV, the right. sound bar, the Blu-ray player. Can I get them all back to the way they were? when we were just doing Netflix. So we've actually taken all of that complexity away. We allow our system to do all of that for the teacher so that she doesn't ever have to push that input source, any of those buttons. And that, that was just uh, an example of how we try and get out of the way and make the technology support what she wants to do versus be part of a workflow. One of the things that teachers always talk about when it comes to gamification is the fact that this it's a term it's a word it, it's scary for some teachers they always ask how do i get started with this and i often remind them that you guys have been gamifying yeah here we go gamifying <laughs> your class and probably even gamifying your family right like even with me i've got the three kids at home here we do point systems we do timeouts we do you know whatever the disciplinary thing is for the kids that stuff kind of does transfer a little bit into the classroom of if you do X, you get this. And there's so many uh, classes out there that are doing PBSIS. That's mm -hmm. gamification. I think of it as the gold star mechanism, yeah. right? 
right? I mean, when I went to uh, elementary school, it was you got gold stars for, you know, reading and, you know, doing your math assignment and that stuff. I think you want to make it fun, right? And you want to make it inviting. So any kind of framework would work. The thing that I think is really awesome about Promethean is coming from technology, you know, when you think through, not everybody is on the same evolution of the classroom and they're they're planning their lessons and they're learning. And students also are different. And so how can you bring different paths and different teaching and different um, technology evolutions all together? So whether it is literally like a gold star system or Mm -hmm. whether uh, you store all your data in the cloud or you actually have it on your desktop, whatever it is that you need to do to get your job done mm-hmm. and to put the focus on the student and have it be, you know, their environment, their ecosystem is is something that I think is truly unique. Mm-hmm. And, and you had mentioned something earlier, Steve, you had mentioned badging and, and mm-hmm. the, this whole concept of demonstrating the proficiency. And, you know, it doesn't matter what subject or what grade, having a system in your classroom where you can say, you know, you did X and it doesn't have to be getting an A or a B or, you know, you did this and we're going to show off or we're going to reward you. We're going to motivate you somehow for all that stuff. Those are important skills that all students have to have, no matter what grade or age or anything like that. Yeah, I, I agree. In fact, we've been trying to look at that creatively and, and see what we can do to enable the teacher to show off student work in, in new ways or different ways. Um, and so one of those examples is uh, just by being able to show at, from, a, from a student's desk, being able to show the work they've done to solve a problem. Um, so we, we've made it so that if she has a tablet or her phone or something else, that she can simply um, mirror or cast that using any mobile device that she has and show that on our panel so that we're, we're doing a very deliberate connection between what might be a piece of paper, but might also be her, uh, her student's Chromebook or a one-to-one device and be able to create a connection between that one-to-one device and that front of classroom display that we provide. So you're showing in that in that world, you're showing the whole class this student's work and you're praising that student's work and possibly noting some various specific aspects of that. Um, it, it takes badging from uh, recognition that is static and, and inherent in a piece of software that did a grade or registered a score to a, a more socially active thing that, that said badging can actually be acknowledgement. Badging can be a social construct in the classroom as well, as I've seen some teachers execute on it. And therefore, it's about visibility. And how do we how do we just allow the teacher to create visibility wherever she wants it? So if it's mirroring or casting, if it's in our lesson delivery software, we're we're able to to allow her to do it however she wants to. I, I agree with the whole idea of having the, the student or and or the teacher do things the way that they want to. It really is creating that choose your own adventure idea mm-hmm. in the classroom where you, you set up a project and they can help you figure out the way that, you know, two students might do the same project and have completely different outcomes. And that's OK. It's giving that freedom and really the, having that vulnerability in the classroom to say, mm-hmm. look, your answer is right. And your answer is also right. Mm-hmm. Just let's do, you know, let's figure out this thing together. As long as we understand the concept, this is good. Yeah. I think gamification needs to be in the classroom of today, especially if you're thinking like K through six. I think that teachers that are wondering how they could get it started, 
possibly could even just engage the kids in having that creative component. Like let them help determine how they want to gamify their day or gamify their projects. Because I think that they're, they're probably way ahead of where some of, you know, where if I was teaching, I know they'd be way ahead of where I am. And so like, how do they, you know, they might help uh, kind of guide the lesson in a way that unfolds differently and maybe even more uh, accelerated. Talking today to Cheryl Miller and Steve Hollowell from the Promethean Company, a great educational company that, you know, there's a lot of great ways that teachers can reach out and get connected with you guys. Because as a teacher, I like to know how to support my students and how to help these different uh, great ed tech companies. Steve, how can somebody get a hold of you guys if they were looking for some information about, about Promethean? Yeah. So frankly, we're an open book, very transparent company. I'd love it if they reached out to me directly at steve.hallowell at prometheanworld.com. They can also reach us online via our support site. We are often cited by our customers as uh, one of the best uh, customer support and customer interaction experiences that they have. Uh, we're very proud of that. And we're very sensitive to that. We're constantly looking to try and improve and, and iterate in that area. So if you do reach out to us, we will get back to you. We we have we are teachers that want to want to work with and talk to other teachers. So uh, helps very very much. Uh, Cheryl, what do you think in terms of that kind of interaction with us? Uh, definitely, I uh, I've been really I would say motivated to see the way that we're engaging from a social perspective. Um, even uh, Jeffy mentioned with uh, ISTE, we followed up immediately with Camp Promethean mm -hmm. and invited all of our users to come and join the camp and share tips and tricks. And that was a very interactive session, lots of great questions. Um, and so if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can Cheryl.Miller at PrometheanWorld.com. Um, but I think the company overall is very responsive and very engaged in the community. I was just going to mention Camp Promethean because I'm seeing all these great videos and, and, and talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, talk, talk to us a little bit about ways that you guys are connecting with that educational community. So I joined it as a user um, or as a, a learner, and it was awesome. We brought in all of our like top product people and, and connected them directly with uh, the community had them going through and doing all the advanced tips and tricks, things that probably aren't, you know, top of your mind when you kick off your day in the classroom. And so it enabled a lot of the teachers to really leverage the value of the active panel and the software that's behind it. And so it was, it was awesome. A lot of good, like polling and, and sorting and just good, good planning stuff. Yeah, we find this is a great time of year, right? Teachers are reflecting about what went well last year, what they might try and do differently next year. And as part of that, clearly, as they try and get ready for how they might do something differently, they're concerned about, uh, well, how do, I, how do I execute on that? So Camp Promethean gives them an opportunity, not just to interact with us, but with each, with each other as teachers to teachers. Last year, in our, uh, we had over 4,000 attendees of this virtual event. Uh, I don't know what the final count is for this year. It's over that. It's yeah, over. It's so, but but it's a, a ton of the content is generated by teachers, either the Promethean uh, employees that we have that are former teachers, or by the participants in the the event itself. Mm. Um, and then we we have tons of videos. We try and have fun with it. Uh, you know, that's how you keep your sanity in K twelve. Mm -hmm. um, and we're really encouraged that uh, that we're. Like that kind of adoption, that kind of attendance in the summer 
means that we're giving the right people a voice and we're, we're listening carefully. All the links that we're talking about today are going to be over on our website over at teachercast.net. I definitely have links right now to Camp Promethean. You guys got to check out some of these videos. There's a lot of great stuff. Um, if we can embed it, I think we're certainly going to try to do that on our website so everybody can see it. So what I want to end up today with is just kind of a, a, a quick roundtable here of why should we be thinking about gamification for this year, right? I always look at the summertime and I say, July is a big Saturday. August is a big Sunday. And you said it yourself. Now that we're starting to reflect and think forward, what are some of the things that a teacher should be doing, writing down, thinking about even maybe resources to go, you know, find online if they were interested in doing some kind of gamification in their classrooms? Yeah, so I can start out. Um, and w one of the things that our folks tell us is that this is uh, oftentimes a time where you're you're physically less active, not right, not going to the school every day, but mentally really challenging yourself and really doing research, really uh, talking, chatting uh, with peers. Um, and we try and support that as much as possible. Uh, you know, in summertime, that's actually when the, the heavy majority of our physical, uh, our hardware components are installed. So we're furiously busy at this time of year helping schools update their infrastructure. Uh, but the, our teacher community is, is thinking deeply about what to do. And a lot of that is, is review of tools, making sure they understand how they can use it without really having to think about it. In other words, how do I get fire and forget capability? How do you get to that point where when you're driving your car, you can operate your radio and you don't think, gee, if I, if I start doing this, I might, I might drive off the roadway. So some of that is just getting, uh, we get a lot of requests this time of year for folks to say, how do I brush up? How do I get deeper in this particular aspect of your active inspire or class flow or casting or other pieces? Um, and we've tried to make sure those are all available in small bite-sized digestible chunks uh, so that folks can get deeper on that. Um, Cheryl, what are your thoughts about that in this time, this time of year? I'm a planner. So I always am, yeah. you know, a, a kind of an ounce of prevention type. So I would be thinking through what the structure and the framework is that I want to have. Um, you know, if, if I'm going on to teach the same grade and subjects that I had taught the prior year, then you've got a pretty good understanding of how your lesson is going to come to you and what the curriculum is going to be. And so thinking through where you can add the gamification aspects and what that, that planning or framework would be, and then how it can be represented in your, you know, ed tech in a, mm -hmm. a seamless way, right? And thinking through like, how do you have everything you need to you said, like right at your fingertips and, and working easily. Yeah. You know, we certainly want to know what you guys are thinking out there. You can, of course, find us online on Twitter at TeacherCast. And you can, of course, check out everything that's going on over here at Promethean. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for your time and, uh, and being on here. One last time, guys, where can we go to learn more about Promethean and get connected with you guys? Uh, Cheryl.Miller at PrometheanWorld.com or PrometheanWorld.com. Yeah. Uh, and, and we tried uh, really hard to make sure our website is uh, current, it's uh, informative and fun. So I would say start there and go to PrometheanWorld.com. And if you got anything specific regarding product uh, or uh, ideas or uh, anything, uh, certainly hit up Cheryl or I <laughs> and, and we'll find out what we can do for you. Right. And of so. course... 
Of course, again, all the links are going to be in our show. This is the Teacher Cast Podcast. I want to say thank you guys for sticking with us this summer. It has been a great summer so far. Had a good time at the ISTE conference. Looking forward to all the great things happening in August. And, of course, the school year happens very quickly for some of us. And we want to be there with you. Don't forget that we've got some great channels on TeacherCast. If you're looking to learn how to podcast, we've got educationalpodcasting.com where you can learn how to bring educational podcast audio video into your classrooms. And if you're looking for some great lesson plans, you can head on over to podcastingwithstudents.com. And if you guys out there are instructional technology coaches, you can, of course, check out the brand new askthetechcoach.com. We've revamped our entire instructional technology department for you guys. And it's not going to be too long before we're relaunching our tech coach mastermind check that out today over at askthetechcoach.com we would love to have you guys as part of our professional development and again that wraps up this episode of the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students